before we start this episode, I know some we usually do like ads here or uh, I joke and shit, but I want to be serious for a second. I just want to say thank you to everybody that showed up to our Black Window Cream live stream seminar on Friday. Um, it couldn't have gone any better. Uh, me and Dave start, came up with the idea with Andrew and we started putting it together. And in a couple of days, we produced an entire show. We were able to bring the entire team, well, a majority of the team behind Justin Bieber's new music video series uh, to pick their brains on how the series came to be, explain their departments, kind of give some insight into the departments and what their jobs are from the DP to the executive producer to production designer to the director. We were able to pull all that intel in, in four hours. Um, it was a consistent stream. We had over 380 people register and they were tuned in. And it, and it was unreal to watch the number in the corner just be like, bing, bing, bing. All these people are in there. And, and the Q&A experience was the coolest part. We had people calling in from Kenya. We had people calling in from Canada, like New Zealand and shit. Like people are from all over the world um, really learning and coming together. And I think that that proves the value of Black Widow Cream right there. That's the whole point. That's why we started this from the beginning was to bring people together, to build community, to allow you to have access to un- I, I don't even know a good word. What's what's like unparalleled on something? What am I trying to say? Fucking dope ass resources, yo. Like I've been lucky enough to have access to some really dope resources. And I'm glad that, you know, people see the value of being able to share those resources with my community, our community, this community that we started. Black Widow Cream is ours, man. Like this is a spot. So I just want to say thanks for everyone that showed up. If you missed it, it's all good. The replay is available. I think we have a link in the bio. You can go back, you can watch it. It's four hours long. If you were there, rewatch it. Sit down, take notes. I saw mad people were taking notes, pages and pages of notes throughout the entire time. It's a fucking, it was like better than school, man. Like I learned so much myself. So anyway, check that out. Um, that's all. I had to just get get it off my chest, man. It was it was cool and I'm proud of us and, and this was really cool and I can't wait to do more of these live streams. So uh, yeah, check out the replay and let's get to this episode where I'll probably start off instantly with a joke. And welcome back to the Quarantine and Chill edition of the Black Window Cream Podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Realverse World. Um, today is Sunday. Now, if you're a long-time listener, you know that we drop really, 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 fire interviews every single Sunday. But this coronavirus quarantine shit is fucking everything up, man. So what we decided to do is come up with this new quarantine and chill thing where I call a couple of my friends in the industry and talk to them about some of the things that are going on in their lives, some of the projects that they're working on and ways that they're adjusting to this new world order that we are all, I don't know if that's how you call it, world order. We're all mandated, <laughs> mandated to stay home. Anyway, we will adapt and survive. Um, and so today, uh, I brought on some friends. You've heard them all on the podcast before, and if you haven't, definitely dig back and listen to those interviews. Uh, but first up is my boy, Cal Scrooby. Cal is a rapper, and uh, he just finished headlining his first tour where he had to cancel most of the dates due to the coronavirus. We speak on his fears of an artist performing live, the value of switching up your workflow, and what he's been doing to kill time during the quarantine. Next up, we have Josh Olufemi Tutorials. We chat about his production jobs and canceling all the time and how he's invested his new free time into pumping into more content for his YouTube channel. And lastly, we have director and producer Andrew Sandler. We talk about his uh, new Blink-182 music videos and he's directing that from his house during quarantine. Probably like, what the hell? How do you do that? Well, he'll tell you. Um, he also talks about his theory on building genuine relationships uh, with people that you want to collaborate with and how to do that. Each episode is about 20 seconds, no, 20 minutes, 
Each episode is about 20 minutes long. Uh, so sit back, enjoy these conversations. And if you want to support Black Widow Cream Podcast, text the fucking link to this episode to someone that you know that will find it helpful. I know it, it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm dead ass. If you really want to help us and support us, send the link to somebody. Text it to them. That helps spread the word. All right, that's pretty good. Um, if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. Quarantine and chill. Cal Scrooby now on the show. What's up, dog? What's it? How you feeling? Do you feel healthy? Uh, yeah, I feel good. I felt shitty for a minute. I was worried. Uh, like for a week, I had like a tight, my chest was all tight and I oh, kind of had a little fever, but I don't know. I'm good. Fought through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, in, you're in Ohio right now? I'm taking this off. It was a dumb joke. Yeah, bad joke. Um, I'm, at my, I'm at my grandma's house, but she's she's dead. She's been dead for a while, so it's cool. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a positive thing. It's a, it's a positive thing. Like, I look at it. She was 90 and had respiratory issues and heart issues, so it's like, I'm so glad she's not alive right now. Cause it'd oh, be my fucking, God. It would be terrifying. Yeah, I know. You're just, like, looking over your shoulder and... See, Damn, boy, she, crazy. She, she was going to the ER like once a once a week so it's mm-hmm. like i'm glad that she didn't have to do that because that shit would be scary and plus she would have to go alone because like right. you can't you know what i mean at the hospital like you can't go with them so yeah. it's like she would be going back every time she's 90 years old like no nah, nah, that would have been a nightmare bro it's a blessing that's too but, bad um this this so obviously the show's quarantine and chill and i want to like talk about kind of the current state of all this shit, but you had an interesting, your story is kind of interesting because you just now, and everyone knows if you don't know, if you're new to the podcast, you know that Cal's been on the show twice. Do we do two episodes together? No, we know two. Two full interviews. Um, so you need to make sure you check that out if you want to hear a story, but you as an independent artist, have never toured before outside of like one-off shows and like little, you know, weekend runs or whatever but you've never fully toured and that's always been like a big anxiety thing for you and i know that's because you're my best friend and i fucking get it so i've heard from the backside of what the anxiety is for you as a as an artist and and your fear of like performing more often than you did because you've always just been kind of like a studio rat and yeah. just make music for fans online but right. what i mean for you going on tour a how did it feel because i know i know the result of it having gone and conquered your fear you know what i mean how was that for you um i mean it was it was totally <clears throat> worth it like more than worth it but i remember like right before i left for a tour like the night before i left for a tour i was smoking with my uh roommate and i started to get like i've never had like a panic attack before like i've never i'm, I'm like i'm i like to think i'm like really mentally tough because i like do dumb shit like take cold showers and shit so like i'm able to like do shit that with my mind i'm like no you can fuck like you fucking got this so i fucking started to like lock up like the night before tour like i started to tense up and kind of like felt like i was like literally like curl like contracting just my entire body was like curling and i was i was like freaking out and my roommate like talked me through it like just kind of coached me through it 
I mean, he didn't like, I was making myself breathe, but he was just like, he was, he was kind of like, so the fuck what man. And like, cause he's baked, you know, he's like, so like, <laughs> what, dude? And, and I'm like, I just feel like I'm having a panic attack. And he's like, yeah, but like, so what if you have a panic attack? Right. And I was like, it, it was actually like really horrible advice, but it like kind of worked. And he was like, he was like, what happens? He's like, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? I'm like, uh, I might stop breathing. And he's like, yeah, but like, well then what happens if you stop breathing? He's like, and I'm like, I die. I die. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, well then what, then what happens? He's like, if everybody dies. And I was like, this is horrible advice, but I guess it kind of is working. Anyway. So, but was that's a panic, like an actual panic attack? I, I, I think so. I've never experienced one, but like, that's what it felt like. So I like was just focusing on my breathing and then I got a little bit of food and kind of came back to normal. I think I was just like really stressed and a little bit high and it was just like fucking me up. And, but, but, uh, but what but were you stressed so about? Like, like what, what, for you, what this, cause I've ever since I met you, I was like, bro, you need to hit the road. I was like, that's, that's where you're going to capitalize. You're going to make more fans. You're going to meet these people in real life. I'm like, you got to do it. And you've always been like, yeah, yeah. But like, that's like my least favorite part about all this shit. And I'm like, really? Well, no, it's not that like, I like meeting people that, that care. Like that's well, not that, that part, but like the performance right. part of it. It's like, well, and also like, I just haven't performed, like I performed less than I'd done any, everything else. So like, just naturally the older you get the less you like to do shit that you aren't good at mm. right so like i just didn't perform enough to like feel like i was good at it you know because like if i had i mean i performed a lot in my life but like i've never been on tour and right. so if, but if i would have performed a hundred more times than i than i had then like i would feel way better about it because i've mm. like done it a bunch and I, I would feel like i have experience and like you know like i'm yeah. just like I've done it enough to be good at it. And so I was afraid of like not being good at it, I think. But also like for me, I don't like doing shit that uh, that I don't want to do. And so like for a tour, basically for a month plus, you have to like do shit no matter how you feel. Right. And I'm just always somebody who, if I don't feel like doing it, like I'm going to let you know that I don't want to do it, you know? So going and putting on a smile when I don't want to talk to a single soul is like, that's, that's what's fucking terrifying for me. Like that shit is scary to just be like, man, that's going to be so emotionally and mentally draining to like, just act happy if I'm not happy. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, what I didn't realize, I think, cause I consider myself an introvert. I didn't realize that like I would end up getting so much energy from like being around my friends too. Right. Um, yeah, so like, you had like you had like a van full of people that was with you kind of helping you yeah, had, stay alive. Yeah, I had four of my friends with me. So like it was just more like we had more fun than I thought it, we would. I thought it would be like all business, you know, mm. and it ended up being like a little bit of business and more fun. Like so. Making real memories and shit. Yeah. Yeah, like but, you know, you've seen the videos. Yeah, I've seen the video. That's what I was gonna say. Make sure to plug it because you got you have to watch the series. It's only two episodes out, right? Right. Yeah, it's only two because we got. <clears throat> But, right <laughs> yeah, everyone go to his youtube channel and check out these episodes because they're funny as fuck yeah we just we just wanted to clown and like and i think that helped though because like man it's just so like the idea people have stage fright or like public speaking phobias and stuff mm -hmm. because they don't want they don't actually want all that attention everybody thinks they want like to be famous and shit like i had this argument with this girl in denver the first night it was like my friend's girlfriend and she was like but don't you like when you walk around and like people know you and I'm like, well, it doesn't happen everywhere I go. And she was like, yeah, but like 
you just sold out Denver. Isn't that cool? And I'm like, yeah, of course it's cool. But like Denver is different than like Ohio. I just like, I just went to the grocery store fucking an hour ago and this dude's like, Hey, Cal Scrubby, can I get a picture? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like oh, I'm like, all right. Like I'm looking like a bum. I'm looking like this. And like, I don't really, I'm holding my breath. I don't want to touch anybody. I'm like sanitizing my hands and shit. And then somebody's like, you want a picture? So she's like, isn't that what you want? Like, don't you want it doesn't that mean you're being successful? And I'm like, I mean, in a way, but like, that's not, that's a byproduct of me doing my job. Well, it's not like something that I want to happen. It's not like every, it's not like I want to go to fucking Kroger and have somebody be like, yo, I need a pick, you know? And like, that's cool. And I'm happy that that person likes my stuff and wants to say what's up. But like, I would rather be in the cut. I think, I think it's, uh, it is a measure of, success success being the fact that your music is being heard by these people because they now know you and they can put a face to the name which is very challenging to do for an artist right so it is a pat on the back at the same time i it obviously you've heard it all these artists go through it on different levels of how this can be a challenge to like live your life through that shit but i can understand that building up the anxiety as a package to know that all right i gotta go on these tours i gotta you know, do all this business shit. I got to act like I'm happy and stuff. I don't really, I'm not looking forward to performing cause I haven't done it enough. But then you hit me and you were like, yo, like I, it's different. Like the road is di- like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you yeah. and ended up enjoying it. I did. I mean, I don't know. It's just the, vul- the vulnerable state is what I don't like about being noticed and shit. But when they're, but when you're going to like, when you do your shows and shit, it's not like a YouTube comment section. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a YouTube com- comment section if you filtered all the negative comments out. Because right. everybody that bought a ticket to come see you, like, loves you. And right. So, like, the energy with those people is awesome. I expected it to be more, like, internet energy, where mm-hmm. it's, like, some people are, like, I mean, and that's kind of a stupid assumption. Like, of course, if somebody's going to pay money to come to your show, they're probably not sneak this and, and shit. Yeah. But I kind of just didn't expect it to be so positive, And that's, I think, what was like a positive surprise. That's what that, I like. Sorry, I'll keep going. No, you're good. It was just that like f- people were fucking so nice and friendly and like so stoked to say what's up. And so it was just like it uplifting more than, you know, I feel like it's also going to be the energy of the shows, like the way your music's being received, like in your episodes, like your, your tour vlogs, you you shine just like a quick micro dose moment of what the shows actually look like and the rest of it's just you guys behind the scenes fucking around and when you tease what the shows really look like they look insane especially when you see you repost someone's story or whatever on instagram you see people reacting they're singing along they're singing fucking like the the butt jokes and shit that you be putting in your <laughs> lyrics and stuff like the funny parts like they know like all the lines yeah. but it's cool to see you go to a city you've never been to to like 60 people and have all these people in a room screaming at you or go to whatever and see all the tickets start to sell out even more because people are getting excited. Like they're sharing it with their friends. And I could understand it too, because you know, like someone brings someone that doesn't know who you are. They just want someone to come to the show. That person might not be a fan. So that could be someone you're going against. You got to convince them to like you now Mm -hmm. versus you just saying, Oh, this room is everyone already knows me and they understand it all. Like you still have to work to try to get there. Yeah. You still have to perform to perform and get them to enjoy your shit and put on a good show. Um, mm-hmm. when, when it like escalated, did you, you know, you were picking up steam and you started to enjoy it more and then this quarantine shit started to happen, which is, I think we should talk about cause it cut your tour short and it's your first tour. Like I'm proud of you to go on the tour and then immediately you just get fucked in the ass cause you yeah, can't, it's, uh, 
Bro, so we we got through the first show in Denver, and like Denver sold out. We sold a ton of merch. We sold like a we sold like a quarter or a third of our merch. So I, so I immediately hit my guy, and I was like, "Yo, I need you to make more merch and ship it to Ohio." And so it's like, bang, 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 got it done, cool. And then like a week later, we're like canceling shows. So we go from Denver to Phoenix to Dallas. They're all really good shows, and like we're like selling a lot of shit and whatever but then i started to realize that like like we won't by the time we got to chicago we had like two almost 250 tickets sold in chicago which is like the last time i was in chicago a couple of years ago i sold like 25 or 30 tickets God so, so it was like so it was great but also there were way less people than tickets sold and i'm going through my messages and people are like yo i'm so sorry i won't be able to make it my like I'm too close to my grandma or like my spouse is a nurse or my spouse is immune, immunocompromised or what? Uh, yeah. Right. That term is. I'm not very smart. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, I was like, Oh shit, this is like really happening. So Boston, which is sold out and it was at the end of the tour, they postponed. And then, so we're like, Oh shit, like this is going to start to happen. New York, no surprise then like then cincinnati pushed and once we pushed those those were like the big shows like cincinnati and shit cleveland uh then and we were like oh we're gonna have to postpone the whole and so you literally just front like in advance paid for all this merch that you thought you're gonna offload on the rest of these shows and now you're just sitting on a shit ton of merch in the hole damn dude yeah well luckily like you know i i put uh i put like a little bit of it up for sale um, I didn't want to sell it all because I still want to have that merch to sell at shows. Right. It has the dates. It has the dates on the back of the t-shirt. So like at, at first I was like, man, maybe I want to get this merch off because I want people, I don't want people to be like, Oh, well this is not the actual date. But I'm like, eh, it's kind of commemorative though. It's like no matter, no matter when the actual show was, it's like, it's commemorative of the time. It doesn't right. matter if it says like three twenty seven and the actual date is six twenty seven. Right. Like, no, no one care. Yeah. The, I think but. it's interesting to go back like to uh, on the side of like, I don't know, dealing with people knowing who you are. And for me as your friend, like obviously my whole goal is to be, I'm always like, Oh cool. Check out Cal's new video. I want Cal's, you, you want you to get the shine, right? Like we're trying to get every eye, eyeball possible on your music and that's what everyone wants for you. That's what you want for your music. You want people to hear it and see it and see the visuals and whatever. You put your hard work into it. And then like what that time we went to fucking Saddle Ranch and we were there and like the random ass person pulled up and was like, yo, are you cow? Blah, blah, blah. Remember that shit? And yeah. I'm like, damn, out in L.A. Like it's different. It's different in Ohio, obviously. That's your home home turf. But to be in L.A., to have videos online, to then go to a restaurant where someone recognizes you from that and i even had it trickle down to me where i'm at the gym and this dude heard my voice on the phone and was like after i got off the phone he's like yo do you have a podcast i'm like yeah he's like oh i recognize your voice i just listened to the cal episode i'm from ohio and and cal i just listened to that i just randomly found it and i heard your voice and it sounded familiar i'm like wow that's fucking weird as shit like you know what i mean just off my voice but that's like the power of what your your music can really do for people because I think it it allows you to have this platform and you can really I don't know now you see that I'm gonna come to a city and these people that live there are gonna roll out for you you know what I mean yeah it's real people like that's the that's what tour kind of made me realize is that like all these people 
like because I've had you know I've been I put a, put up merch a couple of times in the last year and like I have people tweet me and send me messages and comment and all this stuff and that's great but like then to meet people and it's kind of cool too because I'll meet somebody and I'll be like oh you're Chelsea or like oh you're Tanner or whatever and they're like yeah. oh shit like cool how'd you know I'm like yeah. oh bro. it's like because you're a real person and I'm all I'm doing is putting the the name and the face together right. it's like, I've no. seen you a million times. You just I love like that. now you're a physical being instead of just like a internet username. You know, you know how you you always you you're you're very like the antisocial in that setting, like a recluse, and like you try to like you just I don't know. You think a lot about shit. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to explain you your I'm, brain. I'm, a, I'm an overthinker. Definitely an overthinker. I'm interested mm-hmm. to know, like obviously, if this Corona bullshit clears out and you can start hitting the road more often. I think there's a high that you catch off that and being around people and then the work of putting on a good show, it becomes something you want to, you know, get better at and, and, and so forth. I'm interested to see, do you feel like that would play a part in your music, kind of the, the tone of way, the way you make music, if you start to find yourself being around shit tons of people and experiencing that more often? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. would your morale go up? I think so. I think I was really, really depressed. Um, I would be too I'm, if I sat in a fucking dark ass room with fucking neon yeah. lights every day and just listen to myself. Yeah. Well, I don't even have neon lights. It's just fucking like I just turn on the white lights, like fluorescent lighting. It's like a like an insane asylum. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's depressing, and I'm just depressed all the time just because I fucking I'm a dark, pessimistic, cynical person. But uh, I think it helps. Like I was kind of in a rut before I went on tour, and I think also going on tour just gave me something else to do other than make music all yeah, the time. Like it gave me, it gave me an excuse to like, not feel like I had to be creating because I was like doing other stuff too. So like, it kind of gave me a break where, uh, I wasn't so critical of myself for like not making a song one day or not like writing something that I really liked or something. Yeah. Cause I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking doing my job. You know? I think that's interesting to think of like where, how that could shift the way you make music moving forward. Because when you, it's like you're taking yourself out of the studio, which is great, but it's still for work. You put yourself in that environment to go do something else, which is critical to the building the artistry of who you are or whatnot. And then when you do come back to studio time, there's a reason. I think that's obviously why these patterns are built for an artist to go hit the road for five months and then they come back and they record the next album. And then two years later, there's another album and then they go on tour and they do it. You know what I mean? It's like a repeated cycle, but that way you're able to like reset. But I feel like it becomes hard to deal with when you're just sitting like we've, you know, we're in this office all the time, making the same shit, trying to build it out. And, and the times where we get to go do X, Y, Z or go to rolling loud and make some content or do whatever. It's like, Oh cool. We get to leave this space still for this space. And it switches it up where like reset your brain almost, you know what I mean? So sometimes you don't want to leave either. It's like, even, even the other day I I left to go get Chipola and it was like the first time I left the house and you know, like, seven or eight days or whatever and i like rolled down my window and shit and bro i was so fucking happy but i didn't want to actually leave. i know that's a weird example but i didn't actually want to leave the house but as soon as i left the house and i was driving and i rolled down the windows and like, great like, shitty shitty 2001 avalon or whatever the fuck is my grandfather's old car uh, it's just like i was just happy like i was just happy to like have a change of scenery and shit right. and so yeah i think i need to do it like regularly but I, I don't know this coronavirus shit i think will change will change touring like almost forever i don't think it's gonna like negatively impact it the whole time but i think that like 
I mean, it'll change sanitation. So of course it's going to change like group, group gatherings and shit forever. So yeah, no, let's get out of effects because it's affecting streams really negatively right now. Like, and I, I think, I'm pretty sure it's because like, I don't, I haven't been sitting around listening to music. The only time I listen to music is when I'm in the car or if I go to the gym and people right. can't, people aren't really driving as much. They're not going to the gym. They're not walking anywhere. So it's like, there's a lot like, all the streaming services are reporting less streams for like every artist. So. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of it's fucking it's fucking everybody up, man. It doesn't matter what your business is, unless your business is fucking I don't know healthcare. You know who uh, found an interesting way to get their streams up? Tory Lanez. Oh yeah, I did see that shit. His live stream is the fucking funniest shit I've ever seen. But you know what? But you know what? I bet his streams are level. Yeah, I don't know if his streams are up, but he's probably up more than normal for everyone else because he got every famous person tapping in on his live stream and then he's doing twerk contests and shit. He had like 80,000 people in his stream. I know. I, I watched saw Ace Twerk the other day had like 300. I watched the Hit Boy, uh, Hit Boy, Boy Wanda. Oh, yeah. Uh, what were they doing? They were battling? Yeah, they're just playing fucking hits back and forth. Like, dude, I just mean, true. those guys got such catalogs. It's like, it was really just them Fun. showing off and being like, right. hey, remember when I made this fucking smash? So tight. Like, dude, you know, I mean, Hit fucking, Hit made so many Beyonce records. Like, yeah, dude, he's got every record. That's the cheat code, bro. He played, he had, you know, he made Paris. So it's like, he, he played, you play that record 10 times. Like, you play that, play uh, that, uh, I'm sorry. No, All right, yeah. That Beyonce record. Yeah. Dude, they got. I think that that's that's what's interesting is people are finding new ways to like kind of deal with this certain. But it's also like this shit could be. You know, we could get over this in a couple months and then we're back to normal. Hopefully, is the goal. Obviously, but in the meantime, people are coming up with some really creative ways of like distributing whatever it is that they do. Yeah, but um, it's also like you also got to be, in my opinion, and just my opinion, got to be careful because like I've seen a lot of people on. I've been consuming a lot of like TikTok shit and stuff. There's a lot of people making fucking coronavirus songs and stuff which is like i get it you're trying to make content that's like relevant and whatever but also like you got to be careful at how you're using this situation for your own fucking benefit because like yeah it's easy to come off like a super entitled insensitive piece of shit um <laughs> you see the coronavirus do you see the challenges bro they're like licking toilets and toilet and shit it's like it's kind of pathetic and i i will never like you don't have any empathy for for uh, other people we get it because you are an upper, upper middle class fucking artist who's at, with your parents right now fucking and you guys got plenty of money and food and you guys are fine right but no, like fucking around. yeah so like so it's easy to like think the virus is not that important when you're like quarantined in your fucking 4500 square foot house and you're yeah. fine right it's like but those people like they don't realize that, that shit's insensitive but that's just that's just my uh <laughs> yeah man my, my opinion that like but i think i think too like think about if we were 18 you know what i mean oh that's we 18 too. i would have thought about in it my group chats i've been talking with my friends in my group chats and and like of course those kids are fucking stupid but like when i was 21 i was fucking stupid too man so I like for a fact if I were there, I'd probably be, if I were 21, I'd probably be, I probably would have gone on spring break and shit too. And yeah. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm saying I was that fucking stupid. Everybody who's 21 is that fucking stupid, man. All right. Um, all right. To wrap this up, two questions. One, if, if there's an artist listening to this that has, you know, aspirations to be able to go on tour or be able to share their music enough to be able to hit the road or go touch demographics, what, what would one piece of advice be that you could give them? 
Oh man, the best piece of advice. I just actually went over this. I have a song dropping and then we have this perfect sound bite that I use for it. Um, where it's like people ask me for advice all the time and there's no fucking good advice, dude. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And <laughs> anybody who tries to give you advice that they're not you and they don't know like how you feel about anything. So right. like I, I'm pretty much done with people giving me advice and I've done like giving advice when it comes to like whatever the fuck I feel like doing or you feel like doing in music. If you want to go on tour, like go on tour. If you're, if it's, if you try to recognize if it's fear, if, if, if you're afraid of something, then like, it's not. Goddamn. Um, if you're, uh, nice. yeah, thanks mind. a lot. Whoever the fuck that was. Yeah. No, if you're if if you recognize it as fear, like if the reason you're not going on tour or the reason you're not releasing music or whatever is because like, and most people won't recognize it as fear. I know this is a scramble thought. But most people will be like, oh, it's not perfect, or I'm not ready, or I need more songs, or I need more fans, or whatever. If you're, those are excuses that are based on fear. Right. Like if you don't have enough fans to go on tour, like then your fear is that you will show up to a city and there'll be five people there and you don't want to perform to five people, and that's right. Fear. Like yeah. that's your fear of like not like that's your fear like of you hurting your own ego and shit like that. So my best advice is fucking just do whatever you feel like doing, you know, and like be honest with yourself as much as you can. Like if you recognize that you're not doing something because you're afraid of it, then like you got to run directly at it. Yeah, just, I love that. Fire. Um, all right, cool. I want to. This is new. I haven't done this yet, but I thought this would be a good idea for your quarantine experience so far. Is there anything that you've been doing to kill your time that you could suggest to other people? Like, if, have you read any books? Or are you watching any anything? Definitely just jacking the fuck off. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, my mom listens to this podcast, bro. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, uh, uh, no, uh, no. I, I did say this. I did say this, and I need to make sure I keep taking my own advice. But like. Um, we talked about on the podcast how, uh, I like learned how to mix all my own shit and, and, you know, like record myself and stuff. Yeah. And the reason I did that was because I was in like a shitty situation as far as like finances and like business and shit. Um, so as a result, like in retrospect, I'm looking at that shitty situation and I'm like able to say, if it wasn't for that shitty situation, I would have never learned how to do this. Right. Right. Um, so I, I just encourage people to do the same shit with, with this situation. It's like, cause my first inclination was to go, oh damn, if it weren't for this coronavirus shit, then I would be doing this awesome thing. But instead I want to look at it 12 to 18 months from now. I want to look back at it and say, uh, if it wasn't for the coronavirus situation, I never would have learned how to do this, or I never would have written these 30 songs or, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah that you have to like look at it as an opportunity rather than like an obstacle yeah so all right just trying, to, just trying to every day just trying to learn how to do something a little bit better but, yep. yeah no thank you bro is there a i'll put links to all your socials and shit do you want to promote it what song's coming out this will come out tomorrow do you have a song coming out uh, next week, oh, I'm gonna drop the Coley with the Pro video. Yeah, Jr. Where, where, yeah. When is it? Is there a date? Because Jr. He was uh, just talking to me about that. I think it's. I think we're going Monday. I told him it was gonna be this week, just so that he would like really bust it and make sure that it was ready. <laughs> it worked. Just put the, it worked. Put the pressure uh, on him. I'm thinking Monday. I'll drop it. I was. I'm supposed to have a song drop Wednesday, but like Distro Kid's a little delayed right now. I think because you know there's a fucking pandemic. 
Um, so, so that, I don't even know if that's going to actually like get delivered and be released on Wednesday. All right, here's what we're going to do. Everyone just follow Cal on his Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Those yeah, are the, and those YouTube, are the, and YouTube, subscribe and YouTube, to YouTube. Yeah. and Spotify and Apple, whatever this fuck it's called nowadays. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok and, and uh, shit. TikToks are fuck. His TikToks are funny as fuck. I must add, but please follow him because the dude deserves it. But thank you, bro, for coming on here. Uh, this is mad last minute, so uh, I just want to say your hair looks fire, and shout hey, out to your grandma. Thanks, man, uh, the trick is just never, ever, ever, ever wash it. Noted, man. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent my my barber. Um, I was thinking about the other day. Lauren told me that her client sent her some money in advance, like for like three months of lashing since she can't lash right now. And she's like, yo, times are tough here. And I was like, fuck, that's, a, I didn't even think about my barber. So I just hit my barber yeah. and he like called me cause he was like, bro, I did not like, I didn't even see that coming. Like, thank you so much. And I was like, fuck bro. That, that's what needs to be promoted right now is people need to think of any service industry that they use. Um, yeah, not just food, you know, not just food. everybody in the food industry is out of job and that sucks. So like, Every time you fucking pick up some food, make sure you tip. I'm I'm throwing fifty percent on that thing every time. Yeah, so. facts. That's crazy. Make sure you do oh. that. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. All right, bro. I'll see you. Thank you for listening to that uh, section with Cal. Cal's the shit. Make sure to follow Cal on all social platforms and support him on Spotify or Apple or wherever you prefer to listen to your music. This shit is great. And I pr- think he's pretty fucking underrated. Um, next up, we have Josh Olufemi Tutorials. You may have seen his videos on that platform called YouTube. Um, If you're interested in the filmmaking space, this guy cranks out content that will help you grow as a creator, I promise you. Super valuable information right there, so make sure to check out Josh, and let's get into this episode right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know him from the Olufemi tutorial channel. Josh, he's live with his mic, looking just like he does on his YouTube channels. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? How you doing, dude? Dude, good, good seeing you, man. I know. Um, thanks for coming to the live stream last night. It was pretty dope. Bro, that was fun. That was a highlight of my Black of No Cream experience. Dude, like, it, it was. was it was really crazy to watch. You know, I know we we tested that with you. We did that on, remember we did that on the Facebook group? Like, uh, like that had been over a year, two almost two years ago. Remember you got in there and did like a little live stream Q&A with people? Yes. Like, like no. uh, or was that... Was, I, didn't, I don't remember the Q&A, but I remember the live stream. It was like a live stream and people could talk in the qu- questions, whatever. It was basically like a Q&A. But it was, yeah, similar, was similar a, yeah. It was a weak version of it, but it was cool to test that out last night and bring people together, and especially like when they're quarantining. And that's the name of this segment, Quarantine and Chill. So I guess I want to know from your perspective, like um, let people know about you, I guess, and, and the best way you could kind of tell them what, what you do as a creative. Yeah, real simple. So I create um, educational content on YouTube. Um, whether it be post-production editing, you know, editing theory stuff, uh, interviews with veterans, anything in the realm of production. Um, we talk about it, we discuss it. And, uh, then I do a bunch of freelance stuff, mostly in the music video realm. And, um, I just started social media managing too. Oh, I'm trying that out. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. For who? For different, like for clients? Well, when I say social media managing, it's a combination of, uh, it's not just managing, it's, it's creating social media content for other people mm. using my, my skills as a person in social media making content. Right. As far as consulting the type of content they should be, I, really I should be making for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Um, how, yeah. so like with this coronavirus and everything that's going around, like I'm using this segment as kind of a way to 
tap in with people and, and hear how the current event is affecting you as a creative. And I want to know yeah. from your perspective, obviously coming up in YouTube and there's that space is cool because it's provided a lot of value for people who create for themselves and create daily or weekly or however you create on your channel, you're able to do that. And that's a lot of the times that's people's full-time living. So from a YouTuber's yeah. perspective, but on top of it also having that, you know, just like me, I'm, we go out and we do client jobs we make our money that way. And now you're doing this type of content and being able to deliver content. How has it affected you, you know, being quarantined to your house and having to kind of step away from leaving? Cause you do a lot of collaborations on your channel. Yeah. I mean, it's affected me a lot. Like, uh, as far as the YouTube thing, it's been pretty cool. We've been doing actually more collaborations now because we're just Skyping in, not Skyping in, but doing long distance interviews and stuff. But as far as my usual, like, like income flow, like, uh, like freelance stuff, yeah, uh, I've had tons of stuff canceled. I was gonna be flying around all month this month, and it was all canceled. Um, Damn. Uh, luckily, the YouTube channel um, is somewhat of an income source, and in that we have you know the website selling our digital products and all that stuff that helps allow me to continue doing YouTube for free. Uh, but uh, it's been it's it's okay right now, but in the very near future, I'm like almost running out of projects. Yeah, you know, like like I, I know the last project I'm going to be working on, and, and I'm like, okay, you know, we'll as see far what's as up. what, as far as like an idea, like for a concept for a video. When you say projects, is that what you're talking about? No, so I know my, so I know in my head the last paid project that I'm actually going to be working on. Other than the usual, uh, uh, social media, uh, um, it, uh, apart from the YouTube stuff, which right. is kind of like gets you get indirect payments from that. I get what you're saying. Yeah, because for for, for yeah. people who don't know with YouTube. It's like you have obviously your your avid, or your your payment can come from ad revenue, right? And then on top of that, YouTube which is, is usually yeah, YouTube's do ad revenue, which is like zero almost. <laughs> and then um, hey man, uh, we made like, marketing. We made like thirty dollars last month on the Black Widow Cream Channel. I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> it's about a dollar per thousand views. So right, it's terrible. Yeah, you guys do the math. So like uh, affiliate, I have, I have a really good affiliate partnership um, in Bottle Elements. You guys yeah. probably heard about it in my video. They're, they're pretty good. Um, and then the, the audience has been pretty good as far as supporting the channel, you know, signing up. Uh, and then there's like digital products on the website too. But, you know, like it all that's kind of here and there. I think my freelance work is still the core of my income. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. And it's, yeah. it's definitely like a bummer now to see that we, you know, are kind of stuck. We're not able to go out and shoot. Some people are still doing it, which I feel like is kind of it's, you know, I understand and we all need to get our money, but I feel like at this time it's like, it's, we just have to play the part and not leave your house and chill for a little while. And, and try, you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. how we're going to stop this virus from spreading. And I don't want to get too technical into that shit, but I feel like it is starting to put pressure on people because payments are obvious, uh, April 1st or whatever, March, April, is that what we're going to? Yeah. April 1st is right around the corner. Rents due. People are going to have to figure it out. Right. And, and that's going to change the pressure on creatives to either, break the rules and, and be part of the problem and go out and keep trying to work with clients and, and shoot projects and, and all that stuff. Or they're going to have to uh -huh. like come up with alternative ways to find a uh, new, you know, interesting ways to pull revenue. You know what I mean? Like, have you thought of anything yeah. different outside of it or, or do you feel like now is the time for you to really invest into your channel and like kind of up the content game so that hopefully people like your, uh, um, Elvato affiliates and, and websites like that can support you as a creative to get the word out about their products. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, fun. it's, it's interesting. I kind of got it easy in that I, I'd been flying around 
most of last year and January, I came back just to live with my parents and, you know, March hit and like this whole, uh, all this virus stuff kept going on. I'm still here. So I was, so I don't really oh, have wow. to worry about rent. So you don't have rent. That's it's been good. Shout out to your family. So like, uh, I was, I'm kind of like almost thinking, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to just chill here. I'm going to get stable. Uh, I'm going to focus on YouTube right. and because you know, I'm, I'm here my expenses are a little bit less or a lot less than normal. So I can kind of really hunker into the free YouTube content. But as far as my advice to people that are, you know, I get it. I mean, everyone, most of you guys are have crazy expenses. One thing that, that I'd suggest is uh, start getting clientele that are in the social media field as far as because uh, social people are on their phones. Like the demand is massive right now for Instagram content, YouTube content. And a lot of these people, um, uh, a lot of these huge, you know, social media people, like millions of followers, they already have these really cool systems and structures in place to get income. Right. And so, um, us as content creators, we can kind of tap into that, tap into that income flow and be like, Hey, we can create your content. And, um, they're a little bit more stable than I think, you know, musicians that want music videos or like, you know, whose tours are getting canceled. They don't have any money. Uh, dude, I just saw a really cool thing. Dave sent me, uh, last night. I feel bad not I don't know who the production was that put it on maybe I can pull it up real quick but it was essentially uh-huh. a like a live concert uh Insomniac is that who did it it was like this live stream last night that it was like DJs perform oh wow it's still going right now people they're just live nonstop and they have artists performing um continuously to no one but they have like a three man crew which I don't know if that's kind of you know I saw it last night I saw it on Facebook when Black with No Cream like joined it or whatever yeah oh you did yeah wait you could see when i joined things i didn't somehow it said black with no cream was hosting a listening or watching party and it went to that thing so i don't know if it was hosted by black or whatever i don't know i just went to it when i was on youtube and and it's insomniac but they they did like um they bring a dj in dave was telling me in between dj sets right that they're like sanitizing all the turntables and the desk and stuff. So they're like sanitizing the whole room and then a DJ will come in and they're performing and they have light shows and they have someone on a Ronin and they're getting all the shots and they have like another two cameras set up and they're trying to put on together like these productions. But there was like 30,000 people in there. And I feel like that kind of could be 30,000 people, like a virtual, like virtually watching the show from home. Wow. The comments were going nuts and I don't know if people were just like taking Molly and stuff and just like, Oh, at their house, like as if they're there. Dude, <laughs> but what it, do you think about this? So, so like I, I'm seeing a little bit le- or a lot less now, but dude, I'm even like a week ago. Like you still have people that are like doing stuff. I, I've been at home for weeks, like probably a whole month. Right. right. I literally haven't gone out, um, maybe a little grocery shopping or whatever, but, but you know, I, I have these friends that are still doing stuff. You, you know, I'm talking of, of course the people apart from the people that, our essential workers, you know, grocery store workers, you know, medical people. I'm talking about people as having fun, you know, yeah, doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And I'm like, dang, like, think about, you know, in the social media age, everything's recorded. If these people want to run for mayor in like ten years, five it's years, with. it's over with. This is gonna, this is gonna be bad blowback. I know. We went, me and Lauren. Um, I think it was uh, Friday or Saturday. I don't know what a, what day it was. I was like, we've been in the house. Let's hop in the car and just head down to the beach and find somewhere on the sand that we could just go eat lunch. Like, let's just go eat lunch. So we went down there and yeah. the beach is like the sand part. Like we, when we were sitting on the sand, there wasn't anyone within like a 50, 
70 yard radius of us. You know what I mean? Like everyone was, there was barely anyone there. We went down, sat mm-hmm. down, just ate our food. But the problem was, was when I parked and was walking to get there, the entire boardwalk is packed. People are running, they're riding the rollerblades, they're, they're on their bikes, they're cruising around, um, walking in groups, kids are, you know, the strollers, the moms are walking their kids around and shit, and animals are, and I'm like, dude, this looks like a, this part of it looks like a normal weekend, but everything else, like getting to the sand, you have to go through that part and that's the problem. Like as soon as I got on the sidewalk, we had to walk on the sidewalk to get to the, to the part we were going to. And I was like, I feel I'm being part of the problem right now. I don't like this. Like we got to the sand as soon as we could eat, walk a little bit and then went to the car. And then, you know, a day after that, they're like, it's over with for the beaches. But yeah, it's, it's weird to see people be a part of the problem. And like that example right there, insomniac shooting the show, are they taking the proper precautions? It's no different than Dave and I had been with each other since the quarantine started. So to, Right now, it's been Dave and Lauren are the only people I see besides when I go to the grocery to get grocery store to get food. So yeah, you like keeping track of that stuff now, right? Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> us. So I don't know if that's the same. Yeah, but what it? Well, I don't know if that's the same situation for the Insomniac people. Maybe that was a situation, but now you're talking about they're filming, which is cool because they're putting something out for the internet and they found a way to like bring people together. But it requires uh, manpower, so they need several people to produce a show and make sure the live streams happening in real time. But now you're talking about bringing some DJ in who's been around their homies or whatever. And I know my right. friends are hang out with rappers and shit. I know those people are up in the hills hanging out and having uh, like barbecues and stuff. And and I know about it. So I know that there's people that are part of the problem and they come together. And even though you're doing yeah. the hand sanitizer, it still creates a problem. So it's like very difficult to find alternative ways to, to like, you know, produce content without human interaction you know what i mean like they're trying to find ways but that's still technically part of the problem in my opinion it's I guess. true it's um, true but i do um, like it that that how you talk about like there's so many brands and um we talk about it too like you might be a wedding photographer right um and the shit hits the fan and there's no weddings obviously no one's getting married, married. No, no one's getting married <laughs> people are pissed um but there is the fact that you know how to pick up a camera and you can shoot, right? So why not turn yeah. into finding brands or local restaurants that, I say that all the time, like I'm, I'm gonna beat it down in every episode, but dude, there's so many local restaurants around here that are trying to tell people that they're avail- they're working still. Like, hey, we can do carry out, we can deliver, whatever. Um, and they just don't have the ad money like McDonald's does or Wendy's or whoever's taking over Postmates and stuff. So it's like, yo, create content for them. I want to tell you an idea, my bro, uh, Koshik. Um, you're going to see him on my channel either today or tomorrow, and he's going to say the same idea, but I'm going to give you like the rundown that I think is amazing. Uh, great masterclass. I'm taking it right now. It's awesome as far as marketing and wait, wait, who's, as a videographer or whatever. Who, um, what's his name? Uh, Koshik. Uh, and, and Koshik has a masterclass. He has a masterclass. Direct people, go and come to my channel or sure. we'll post him on Black and the Cream. It's yeah. been helping me a ton as far as not being a not just being a creator, but uh, a creative marketer. Okay, uh, but anyway, I could talk forever about that. But one thing that he, uh, we, we've been talking a lot is he was like, hey, th- I, this, this is a cool idea. How about you go to, um, you, you go to your local restaurant, like you're saying, and you, you first, you, first you're like, hey, uh, you call him, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? And the, I have something that might help you because I know your business is probably slow right now, right? Yeah. They're forcing me to say, oh yeah, for sure. I'll give you 15 minutes. I'm not, it's not like I'm doing anything anyway. Mm. So you go to the, you set up a meeting inside the restaurant and you tape it. You, you, you like set up a camera and you start asking him, hey, um, what what are some uh, 
precautions you're doing as far as making sure that this process, this food making process is clean. Um, oh, well, you know, we're, we're making everyone do hand sanitizer, we're, everyone's wearing gloves, face masks, we're doing this and this and this. Okay, and how are you getting food to your customers in a safe way? Because, of course, your dining rooms can't be open. Oh, yeah, so we're doing is we have this really cool delivery system. We have people, you know, we're on bikes or whatever. People can pick up at the, at the door, you know, doing this, this, this. You tape it, and then you edit that, and then you, uh, you deliver, hey, this is a commercial. This is basically a commercial that I've edited telling about your new workflow system as far as food delivery, um, I'm going to show you how to create a content funnel to put this on Google ads or uh, whatever, Facebook, right. get the word out there. And basically what you're going to do is you're going to basically, this is how we put it, you're going to basically save their business and they're going to always remember you for that. So you're going to get um, that one video project out of it and then probably tons more once this thing passes. I love that. Um, uh, so the way true, he breaks bro. it down is so much better. Like, uh, <laughs> you're like, you got to hear his delivery. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, put yeah, yeah. it just like it was like a cool idea. Like, ah, there's a lot of creative ways we can be making content and being paid in this era. No, that's true. Know? Yeah, I was saying the same thing. No matter how like, smart you are, even if you can't go to that restaurant because you know, what I mean, like you you don't want to be creating the interaction. It could be as simple as, yo, here's the questions I want you to answer, and I just need you mm-hmm. to film it on your phone of you telling me that, and then mm-hmm. send me photos that you have of your food. You know what I mean? Let me take all that content and make your own okay. commercial for you. You don't even have to like, at this point, you could literally, if you can get someone that's compliant, and I hope that the restaurant owners are are willing to listen to the creatives because right now the creatives are the ones with the power to make the content that is gonna go a long way. But you, I could tell you, if you've never held your phone and done some sort of uh, push or pull, like, you know what I mean, to try to create some sort of cinema, cinematic shot, put that mm-hmm. thing, hold it like this, you know what I mean? And start pushing forward and show me a wide angle of your restaurant. Show me a wide angle of your kitchen. Show me the one person in there with the mask on, with the gloves on, preparing the food. Show me this and just literally be like, I just need one shot. It could even be stagnant. You don't even have to have movement. Just show me this footage of this happening Record yourself. I'm going to soft lighting. I want you to put a, uh, a Kleenex over the light. And yeah. 45 degree angle. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you a passport, <laughs> but it's like having them get that content and then send it to you and you can remote create. Also, I love how you talked about creating the marketing funnels for people because they just don't understand how to do that. And us, we, it's not going to take, if you don't know how to do it as a creative, it's not going to take that long to learn basic marketing and how to upload and how to pay, do paid promo and stuff like that. I love that. What, what's, um, yeah. Okay. Will you send me the link to the masterclass so I can just loop the person in on the, we'll put yes, the link. In I, will, the, I will send you all that, all that info. Yeah. All right. We'll put that link in the description. That's really good. I think that's, that's yeah. how people should be thinking, man. Like it, yeah. if you're in a tight position I, and I also want to look for, I, we started a resource page on black window cream for people to share like any grants that they hear about that are for creatives. And I know that there's a couple, we posted one on black window cream the other day. They had like I think 50 K that they were donating to creatives and they had an application form. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, like it. I think they're giving out it by like a hundred bucks at a time, or whatever. But hey, that yeah. helps, you know. It does help, man. Shoot. What? Yeah. So, so with your content, I know, like you, you hit me up the other day, and I'm going to record some stuff for your channel too. And are you thinking oh, yeah. of new segments? Then, like we are with this podcast, we had to come up with a new segment because we can't do in real life interviews. So, what? Tell us more about that. By the way, that that cloth that clothing brand is genius. I'm I'm definitely picking up. Picking up some of those. It's I was hilarious. looking at uh, on Instagram. I was like, dude, that is the genius idea. I know. I love this hoodie. And I got genius. the other one that's on the back, the COVID-19. Thank you, bro. Um, yeah. Um, I, but as far as content. come up with this segment. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I've been, ever since I've kind of had a little bit of break from 
real work mm-hmm. and I've just been had all this time for YouTube. I've been getting so many dope ideas I believe where it. this is when I was talking to you about story time. So like story times have been, you know, segments on YouTube for a while, but it's been a thing they've done on YouTube for a while. But I'm like, yeah, like they haven't really had like story times of like people in the industry, kind of, you know, cool people you may have heard about that just tell dope, crazy experiences that they've had on set or in production. Right. What if I just did like a whole string of those for like a week or two? And so I've been like hitting people up um, and everyone's like said yes, like uh, including yourself. Which right. Is dope. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's like people that I really admired and people that I know would have cool stories that just from experience and the length of time they've served. Um, yeah. I, my last one was uh, Clarence Peters, incredible Nigerian director. He gave me three stories that were crazy. Like, if you guys haven't seen the video, if you go to my YouTube channel, go to my Instagram, he like spells it all out. It's filmmaking in Nigeria. Um, the most amazing and crazy experience you, you can have at That's times. sick. So what are you doing yeah. with the content? Are you like, are you adding B-roll to it or are you just taking whatever they film and just letting that kind of be it? Yeah, no. So I thought I was doing that. I was like, hey, you know, I'm just going to make this simple. I want this to be easy, easy to edit. You know, I just want to be pumping it out. Right. But, uh, uh, but what I've done is I've completely re- redone that. I'm like, it's people send me their raw footage and I'm like, no, I want this content to be like fire evergreen or like, like repeat, but rewatchable. Like I want right. it to be nice content, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I've like spruced up all the editing stuff. And so when, when I get yours, I'll make sure it looks like dope. Yeah. I'm excited to watch. I, I, I haven't had a chance to check it out. We've been so swamped trying to prepare this stream, but, um, I'm going to record those soon and, and send it over. You guys need to, if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed to Josh's channel, please do. Oh this, yeah. This man will give you some really in-depth content. And I feel like you're so good at like the research and preparation that you put behind the videos, especially the videos where you're shooting and you're asking, you know what I mean? You're a really lot of work. You put a ton of work into this. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Ben. Yeah, like everyone, everyone check it out. Give it a chance. It's it's really good content. I feel like um, you, you add so much flavor to it. And anytime anyone's ever asked us like channels that they should watch because they're trying to get into filmmaking and so on and so forth, I, it's always you, Odisho. Those are like the two go-tos that I always send people links to. You guys you guys crush that space and you guys offer so much insight on this stuff. So yay for you, man. Yeah. What, uh, what do you got planned about. for today? Today, uh, I'm going to finish. A, I got to finish two music videos that it, I haven't finished. Shot it like shot two months ago. Yeah, so. And then I got to finish uh, my next YouTube video. Dope. Good. Yeah. I'm excited. So do you have a schedule right now? I know I'm wrapping this up, but do you have a schedule for posting or are you just kind of doing that as you come up with them? Oh, okay. So I used to be once a week, once every two weeks. Now it's literally as soon as it's done, I just post. So I'm trying to like post. I was posting every day for nine days. Now it's like every two days. Wow. But it's... How, did, how is your, has your audience responded to it? Like, are they getting used to seeing all the influx of the way you're putting content out or is it, are they requesting schedules? I don't, I'm always interested on that. Like some people do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 12 PM. You know what I mean? We do our podcast every Wednesday, Sunday. Like, I don't know if it helps. I, or I'm still people. learning that too. Like, uh, there's been some videos that I definitely would have thought would have gotten more views specifically the type of content I was putting out. And I'm like, hmm, if I had had a more concrete schedule, would it have done better? Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I I always hear the more the more consistent you are with the schedule, the better your engagement is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's dope. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this with us, uh, hopping on the quarantine and chill segment of the Black and No Cream podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Um, this is fun. 
I'll put links to obviously Josh's channel and his Instagram in the, in the bio, send me the masterclass. I'll add that one too. And, um, okay. anything else we want people to know about you? That's it guys. That's it. Thanks oh, so much make sure for, to watch our episode. Watching, we did the interview I did with Josh was like a year ago, probably. Right. Damn. That was a long time ago. Uh, there's like two of them, but yeah, yeah. Oh, we did two. Damn. Yeah. We've got a lot of content. Me and Josh got a lot of content house together. Before. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. Make sure to search for black and no cream, Olufemi, and you're going to find it's them there. right away. It's on the um, all right, bro. Thank you so much, man. All right. Thanks, guys. That's it for Josh's episode. Make sure to follow Josh on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. Turn on that little bell thing so you get notified whenever he drops a video. Um, He's pumping them out right now. So make sure you absorb, absorb, absorb if you're in the business of learning and education. Next, we have actually before I plug that, let's just plug this fire ass hoodie I'm wearing. Quarantine and chill. Uh, We hate COVID19.com is the website. They sent me this shit and I think it's funny as hell and it's actually fire fit. They sent one to Chris Brown, I guess, too. Um, Next, we have Andrew Sandler. Andrew Sandler is known for all of his uh, high-end production music videos and and documentaries that he makes. I've worked with him several times because he's the reason why I'm here today. Um, So I'm happy to bring him on, and uh, I highly suggest you pay attention to this episode, or whatever you want to call it, section of the podcast, because it's fucking fire, fire, flame. Let's get into Andrew's episode right now. I'm back. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Sandler. <laughs> Andrew, um, thanks for joining the, the quarantine and chill segment of the Black Window Cream podcast. How are you feeling today? Feeling good on day day sixteen. Day sixteen of quarantine. I've been taking it pretty seriously. I've been locked down in my house, keep myself busy. Andrew is the first person to actually do it. I remember when people were like, "Oh, there's this thing, the coronavirus or whatever, and it's getting out of control." And Andrew's like, "I'm not leaving my house." And I was like, "Bro, what are you talking about?" Like. Come on over. I can't remember what we tried to do. Invite you to dinner or something. And you were like, nope, not coming. No one's coming in my house or leaving my house. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? But you're the winner for this one because that's now what we're all supposed to do. Yeah. Wow. It looks like I really uh, I really can see in the future. <laughs> you're going to be the first person to get it. I swear to God. <laughs> somehow. Somehow Damn, this shit's, somehow shit's going to be on your Amazon package or in your, in your food up from uh, Ralph's or wherever you shop. Nah, I hope you don't get it, Doug. Um, I want to use this time to talk about uh, kind of like what, you know, I like to hear how everyone's been affected. I think uh, the obvious Mm -hmm. is, especially when it comes to the creative industry, it's like we're freelance creators. Um, We rely on production to make money as well as other things. So for you, how has it affected you work-wise? Obviously, um, you're a director, producer, you're always kind of on the go and you just got done with that Justin Bieber series, which by the way, we had an amazing live stream yesterday. If you guys missed it, that sucks. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting just to see how it's affecting everyone differently. I was very fortunate that I had the very, a very good January, uh, financially and everything else. I was shooting almost every day that month. So when this thing hit, it was very weird to be going nonstop for a month and then just have it stop out of nowhere. Right. Um, but because like I was doing well financially the first start of the year, um, I feel like it, it hit me a little differently than, you know, some people, I guess who maybe have a slower starts of the year, but I feel like it's important for me. Like I've been personally like through so much adversity in my life and just being as being a producer and problem solving day in and day out for me, I was able to quickly reframe the situation. Like you said, like I did take it seriously at first cause my gut said that it wasn't gonna be something serious. Right. And if it wasn't, then no harm, no foul. You know, it's a week that I got to spend, you know, watching masterclass, reading books, writing scripts, which is, you know, what I've been doing. So if it wasn't that serious, then, you know, okay, I just spent a week 
doing other shit that I usually want to do, but don't have time for it. Right. But it ended up being something more serious. And like I said, I'm on day 16 now, but I think it's all about for me, just reframing the situation. And, um, and that's how I've been getting through each day. Yeah. And also you, it's crazy if you really look at January, cause in January you guys cranked out 16 Justin Bieber music videos, which is all over LA and the mountains and random shit like that. And then you also flew to where South Africa. Yeah. Well, first Atlanta for Rick Ross. And then I went to South Africa after we wrapped uh, Justin Bieber, which is why I even have these masks because I was first fl- flying so much in January that I got, I got one of these. So just, just because he was like trying to avoid getting sick in general, just from anyone that might have yeah. a general sickness. Isn't that crazy that you were doing that? Like yeah. literally you were posting photos. Crazy. We went, where'd we go? We went somewhere. Didn't we, didn't we fly somewhere? And I like, I have a photo. Uh, of you. Oh, and we also went to Miami. That's right. Oh yeah. We went to Miami. Damn. Went to Miami for Super Bowl. So I was really flying all over the place. And so I, I got that mask just because everybody was getting the normal flu and yeah, it's just crazy, man. It's nuts. But like, we really did have a jam packed January. So I've been able to really flip the script on my current situation. And, um, I found a project, um, you know, to work on with Blink during this time that's been taking a lot of my time, but also I'm just doing the shit that I normally want to do and say, I'm going to do all year long and just never get around to do like actually listen to podcasts, actually reading books, actually reading scripts. Um, and that kind of stuff. I know it's not, it's not that easy for, for everyone else, but, um, that's just been my personal strategy. Right. Yeah. I know I've, I've been in the same boat where I've, I have like two long, like they're going to take a while for me to get them done, but two big editing projects. So I've been like cranking those out. Obviously we have the black and no cream podcast and stuff, but it has been cool to like, even finance wise, I wanted to really dig in on some certain angles to it. And I'm like, Oh cool. I'm a little bit more free for some reason in the evening now to try to touch that a little bit more and, and clean up my shit and be way more organized. And like that, that stuff's like been helpful, but I understand like a lot yeah. of people out there can't, uh, you know, that's yeah. not like And I know that it's, cool so it's super tough. It's super tough with people, you know, knowing that people are out there, uh, who are sick and they're, you know, people who are out there on the front lines, like doctors and nurses putting themselves out there. And it sounds stupid to say like, all we have to do is stay home. But, but in reality, like by us staying home, the people who aren't on the front lines, we're actually helping those people Yeah, hell because yeah. we're helping flatten that curve. And I think that, you know, this is the time for a lot of creatives to really dig in and just really look within, like some of the best art came from the great depression. I was reading a whole article about this, like some of the best painters and paintings and poems and books all came from the great depression because they had nothing else to do except look inwards and put that on paper. Mm. And I feel like if you're able to compartmentalize and really focus right now and really as a creative use this time to put whatever you're feeling into your work, you can either put that work out there to help other people or if, if you know if, if you don't want to put yourself out there in a time like this, you're not ready for it. Then do the opposite. Use the time to just get off social media, get off all the shit that you're normally on, and just just feed your brain. Yeah, I feel like that's the two options right now. No, I love that studying for sure. Like if you were in a place where you're trying to grow, I mean, this is the time to take advantage of it, honestly. And I feel like the output of content, like our example yesterday doing the live stream, we sat <laughs> there and talked for four hours giving back mm-hmm. and talking about production, talking about music video production and all. And if, by the way, if you're listening to this, if you haven't checked it out, watch the replay. Cause you, you just need to check that out. I'm sure we have a link somewhere, but that's a great time to take advantage of stuff. I know you told me that you've been list, like you subscribe to masterclass and you've been like cranking yeah. through all kinds of masterclass. I don't know what you call it, an episode or like series or something. Courses? Yeah, it's like a series courses. courses yeah, of course. 
We're new. Yeah, I, you know, us old guys. Know. We don't know what the fuck you guys call it. <laughs> but you've been cracking it's through crazy. these courses. I went to film school and then I'm on master class. I'm like, this is way better than, than the film school I went to. And it's only 150 bucks. Fuck. And your podcast is free. So, yeah, no know. shit. God damn it. I, but yeah, that, I think it is like there's this high output of content because no one knows what to do right now. So a lot of people are turning to like, oh, cool. I could teach. A lot of people are like, I'm going to scavenge. I want to scavenge the internet. And is that the right word? Scavenge, hunt the internet for new types mm-hmm. of content that are out there or, or any literature or anything that you could dive into and learn. Um, all right, going back to the Blink. So Blink-182, as we was talking about earlier, you have a good ongoing relationship with them. You guys have done, what, two? You, well, you did one music video for Blink-182. Uh, yeah. You did Travis Barker and Youngblood. And then two, yep. And, and then with, Travis and Lil Wayne. And Rick but, Ross. Yeah, but overall, they're just good dudes. And from those experiences, they just became like friends. And we, you know, we text here and there. And uh, when this whole thing first started to happen, like, um like two or three weeks ago um i was just i was i was listening to music on my computer and there was a song that i wrote a video concept for maybe six months ago Mm. uh when the album first came out and we ended up shifting gears and we did a video for another track on the album called the dark side um but i loved this song it was called happy days and it's really stuck with me and when the song played three weeks ago i was just sitting there listening to it and listening to the lyrics i'm like damn this is so relevant to what what we're all experiencing right now um, the lyrics were just, it felt like they were written in that moment, you know, talking about how we may feel isolated, but it's important to get out of our own heads and, you know, think of the happy days and put on a smile and make it work for yourself. Right. And those, there were just all topics that just hit home for me. Um, so I hit Travis up immediately. I'm like, dude, let's, people need content right now. They need, they need, they need interaction. They want engagement. Let's shoot a video real quick for the song happy days. Um, and it was right at the beginning of all the stuff. It, there wasn't a stay at home thing in place yet, but a lot of people were doing it voluntarily like myself. And, uh, he was like, man, I, like, he was like, I want to do something, but, um, I just don't really want to leave my house. Let's, let's talk to Mark about it. So we talked about it and we ended up coming up with this idea of doing something where there's a fan component to it, but the fans can, cause at this point, every, like, just like you said, people are on the internet right now. You go on Instagram, you go on TikTok, people are home and they're putting content out there and they're using all the social media platforms as, as a way, as a creative outlet, really as a way to express themselves. Like it sounds stupid. Cause like, you know, TikTok when it was built, like you wouldn't really think of it so much for like a way for even adults to like, you know, put creativity out there, but you're seeing adults on it. Now you're seeing everybody using these things um, to connect with each other because we're inside. Right. So we came up with this concept that we pitched, then we pitched the label and everybody was down um, and we just went for it. And we just, we just launched the campaign today. Cause it's crazy. You literally called me like five day, four days ago or something. And you were like, yeah, I wanted, or maybe this was like a week ago, but you were like, I had an idea and I wanted to go to, you, there was like a lot and you wanted to shut the lot down and then get everyone. What was the idea? Mm-hmm. It was like to have them, have yeah, them on so, site. So yeah, originally I, I, I found this back lot that was shut down for the time being. And I told the guys we could shoot a video there, like on the front lawn and it would be completely safe. It would be like a five person crew and this and that. And they were just really on the fence. Cause we didn't know, um, you know, you know, like it was changing every day, the situation with COVID. So they were just really on the fence about doing that. So that's why I went the other direction, but I think it's just, it's, it just goes to show that, uh, that brand strategy is more about thinking about what people are going to want, what they like, what they want in the future and not what they currently want. Right. So I, we kind of had to think ahead of like, what are people going to want to watch a week from now when this campaign is ready to launch? And we just really felt like the fan interaction component was going to be more important than just a music video of, of them playing on, you know, like a, another music video. Well, and that shit's so, bad relevant. Like 
the fact that yeah. you're getting people in real time to do shit. Like, I, so, you, so, so today you guys kicked it off at noon and basically <clears> said like anyone can submit like snippets of them singing along to the song or doing anything that, you know, could be part of the video and, and <clears> upload it to that form or whatever. And you said you had like 200 or some submissions like right out there. Yeah. Gate. Yeah, we got like over a thousand submissions just in the first God hour. Damn. But you know, it's like people are already putting that content out and now we're just kind of funneling it into a way that could be, you know, work for the soundtrack. So, you know, or the, the music tracks are, you know, so some people are singing the song, some people are dancing the song and some people are just doing the stuff they're already posting, like dancing in their living rooms, building forts, you know, just like the dumb shit that we're all doing right now just to stay happy and get through the day <laughs> and i think the, the cool building forts <laughs> i mean really they are like Sounds on the internet this is the craziest i the saw fuck? a video this morning of this kid who like threw a ping pong ball down three flights of stairs and sunk it in the cup and it was just like it Damn, is just I going nuts I, and it's like fun. that's what people are doing right now but you know i think it's gonna be really cool when the final video gets put together and we see all these people um and the, the guys are gonna play the song from their houses and we're gonna intercut it with everybody else and i think it's gonna be just really awesome and just another way to show everyone that we're all in this shit together like we're all we're all fucking quarantining we're all you know in this at the same time and and so is the band so right. it's you know it's cool like unity thing as well as yeah. giving some you know people something to do i think it's cool too on their on on blink's part to show <clears throat> their ability to follow the rules as well and set an example because mm. like they could like even when we were talking about like bro what if we just take them out to the desert and it's just like you and them and that's it like there's no yeah. risk there because we've narrowed it down to two people at the time. I think they were like no one in smaller groups of 50. So we're like, so what? That still covers it. And, um, <laughs> yeah. but even then they were like, nah, let's not, I don't want to bring this back to my kids or whatever the reason is. So for exactly. them to set an example, cause you still see people doing it right now where I know people are like hanging out in groups and all these different rappers and shit. I see them on Instagram and they're just like with their boys. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> this is the problem. Like yeah. this is going to be the problem and no one's going to do it until they like really throw the hammer down and tell us we're all going to get fined or fucking some shit like that. But I think it's cool that they'll, you know, it's showing their example of like, we're going to stay at home too and participate and like everyone should kind of do this. I, my homie Neil for, submitted one sure. too. That was really important to them. So yeah, it, I mean, that was like really important for them was to, was to promote the stay at home thing. And like, we knew how important that was. Like you said, I, for me, it was serious at the beginning and it was for them as well, but other people, it wasn't as serious. And we just kind of knew, felt that it wasn't get more serious. And the biggest thing for them was to promote stay at home because they all have kids too. And like, right. they're taking a super serious. So they just want people to know that, you know, it's cool to stay home. Right. No, that's good. <laughs> you know, it's, I, it's cool to, it's cool to listen right now. I told, I texted my friend Neil this morning when he told me that that was coming out and I was like, he's like a, the biggest blink fan or whatever. And I was like, dog, you got to, I'm going to get you in this music video. You need to send me a video now. He's like, oh, I already saw Andrew. I'm already coming up with an idea. And uh, I sent it to you. He's like, just, he's like uh, disinfecting all his Blink-182 records. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just funny. like singing the song. So, funny. so when's that video supposed yeah. to, when are you guys going to try to put it out? Or do you, are you just kind of getting the content right now? We're getting the content right now and we haven't announced a date yet, but it'll be pretty soon. It'll be in, in the next, within the next week or two. God damn. That's going to be tight. Yeah. And we also partner with Morgan Fried at Emo Night LA um or just emo night um and they've been really helpful in getting the message out and they're gonna be part of the whole process from start to finish what do you mean like they're you're they're mm -hmm. like how are they just you mean on social and shit like trying to get people that would be a blank yeah just to follow them exactly just on socials but morgan he also has a marketing company called write or cry so they've been helping with a lot of the promotional material as well oh that's dope what how would you say is like when when working with an artist of that size like we can just keep talking about blink since 
well, Blink and Travis, because mm-hmm. you've, you've built a relationship. First, your relationship started with Travis over the Youngblood video, which was Youngblood, um, Travis. MGK and Travis. And MGK. And that shit blew mm-hmm. up. That song was huge, right? Like yeah, I don't know, millions and millions of views on your video. And then you've developed this relationship where you guys are always kind of vibing off each other. And then you did that Rick Ross video. How? What, what's the experience working with someone like Travis, like from you as a director and someone like Travis as an artist, but also I, I would say a, a huge visionary and what, what he likes as, you know, his brand and shit. How's it been working with someone like him? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's awesome. Like he's just so easy to get along with. Like he's, he's been around dude. He's been a superstar forever. Forever. <clears throat> Even a superstar. Let me start take that back. <clears throat> I got a hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn. It's getting worse too. Yeah, what happened to you? I'm not sick. I promise. Oh God! See, yeah, I told you guys he's the first one to go. Ah. <laughs> he's the first one to go. <laughs> oh no, that's not Damn. the right one. Fuck! I don't know my button. Sorry. Um. All right. Say it again. Sorry. What were you saying? So, um. So he's been I've been working with someone like Travis. He's a, yeah. Travis. I mean, Travis is a superstar. He's been doing this forever. So, um. I mean, he's just such a cool dude to work with. And I think the most important thing that you can do when working with an artist of that size is just to listen. You know, like a lot of times artists, we want to project our vision. I think that's important, but sometimes you just have to sit back and listen to what, what they want and really think about why they want what they want. Right. Um, Which because they know their brand the best. Yeah. You, you yeah. usually are able to like, you're a sponge, like in those meetings, whenever we go sit down with someone, it's like, I, that's, I learned that early from you too. Cause it's like being able to be in a position where you can kind of sit back, hear someone talk, even if it's not even like they're giving you a direction, it's more so like you might just pull up and there's the conversation happening, but that conversation is low key them telling you by through just conversation, chatting about what they're up to right now, et cetera, what they believe in, what they like right now. That's them kind of describing the overall arc of what they want projected in whatever content you're going to work together. And sometimes yeah. they, don't, they don't understand that they're selling you on. And sometimes if you just let them, it, sometimes if you just let them talk, they'll just stumble into conversation that sometimes that you might not have gotten just by leading the conversation. Right. So sometimes the people with that level, you just, it's, it's, and also like letting them know that you're listening, like making eye contact. And I'm so bad at this cause I'm the first person to always be on my phone and you know this. Yeah. And I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm meeting with a celebrity for the first time or a new artist to put that shit away. Right. You know, it's like, you don't want to walk in on your phones as a sign of weakness. Mm. You want to walk in, you want to make eye contact, you want to sit with them and you want to be one-on-one with them. Um, your voice sounds Actually, so funny I, had someone, <laughs> I know I it's know, in his head like because he, before before we started this podcast, he's like, dude, does my voice sound funny? I'm like, dude, you sound normal. What are you talking about? And he's like, my voice sounds funny. My voice sounds, I don't know what's going on with my voice. And now it's happy. And I'm like, dude, I think it's just, I've been on like a thousand phone calls this week for this blank stuff. Jesus Christ. And just like, I did the podcast yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was yelling in my sleep. I don't even know it, but. <laughs> Veronica? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Go on with what you're saying. Um, that is really so. Yeah, I think that's the best piece of advice I can give to somebody who's looking to work with an artist at that level is just to to listen and and give them your attention. Right. Um, and someone also DM me today asking, um, what did they ask? They asked. They asked, "How do you approach relationships? Like, if you want someone's time, or if you want." Um, a mentor or you want somebody's relationship. Yeah. And I think the best way to approach it is ask for five minutes. Don't go in asking for an hour. Don't go in a- asking for a job. Ask for five minutes. And if there's a genuine connection, a genuine relationship there, then that five minutes will turn into an hour without you even asking for the hour. Right. If you broke down five minutes, okay, like if you were going to go and you got five minutes to someone that I don't know that you've been looking up to or would like to work with or whatever, <clears throat> even go back to back in the day. Yeah. We've talked about it with Anthony Mandler, like you got a chance to go sit down and have coffee. Like, how would you, 
when you look up to someone, you finally get that moment to break that five minutes down. Mm-hmm. What would be like your approach to it um, to make sure you make the best of it, to make that to make that connection start to happen? I think for me, you want to focus on relatability because in my mind, relatability equals rootability. So that mm-hmm. what that means is that if I can relate to you, then I'm going to want to root for you. Right. I love Does that make that. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, relatability equals rootability. So when people approach me and we're able to make a genuine connection in the first five minutes and I can relate to you on a human level, then I'm going to want to root for you. That's just how psychology works. Damn. So don't, so don't front. A lot of people go in, they front, like, you know, that's like one of the, you know, fallbacks is you front and you act like you're a big shot right? or, or the opposite. And you just kind of like clam up. But I think you just have to have to be yourself and know that this people's time is valuable. So, you know, get in there and have it, you know, have it in mind what you want to talk about. No, that's fucking great. God damn. Uh, what did you just say? What's the line? I I just blanked on it. Relatability Rel- equals rootability. Rootability. Damn, that's a fucking fire line. If I can relate with you, then I want to. I'm gonna root for you. Yeah, facts, hands down. You know, like how many people like hit you up who are from the Midwest, and like just the fact that they can relate on that level, and they see you working with artists like Jay Z and Beyonce, like they root for you. I right. see them in your DMs all the time. It's like they want you to win. Right. Yeah. So as long as you can stay relatable to people, people are gonna want you to win no matter what. So facts. that's why it's important just to be humble. It's important just to keep your head down and, and do the work. Yeah. And connect with people. Yeah. Um, wrapping this up. What's, uh, I mean, you've been, obviously you said at the top, you've been watching like masterclasses or anything else that you would, uh, like to suggest to people of ways that they can kind of kill time in this, in this quarantine period. I mean, for me, I think the best thing you can do right now is to create a schedule for yourself. Like I still set an alarm every morning. And I know some people might be the opposite. They're taking a little bit of time off and, and, and that's okay. But I think it's important to create a schedule for yourself and don't be too hard on yourself. It's mm. okay to take an hour to play video games. If you want, like, you know, it's okay to go for an hour long walk. If you want things that, that you felt like weren't okay before this time. And you used to think were a waste of time, like take that time to yourself, but create the schedule, wake up, get a workout in. That's what I do. First thing when I wake up, get those endorphins going. And every time I do that and get those endorphins going with the workout in the morning, the rest of my day, I just feel so much better. Right. And the days I don't get that workout in, I feel it. I feel like shit. So for me, that's the first most important thing. And if you can make that schedule for yourself and create that those time slots where, okay, for this, this, you know, this hour, I'm going to listen to podcasts from this time to this time, I'm going to, uh, you know, read 50 pages in this book or whatever it is. And then I'm going to watch TV for watch my favorite show for an hour. All that's okay but I think you just have to have a system in place for yourself so that you don't fall off the rails or fall off track. Right. No, I love that. That's interesting. That's kind of like the reality of when I get off tour and your life is a system and, and it's pretty dialed to like, you know what you're going to do every hour and then you get home and there's no schedule and, and the yeah. shit throws you off 100%. I mean, it's, I, but it's so, it's so easy just to not do shit right now. Like it's so easy just to go sit on your couch and fucking with a bag of chips. And then before you know it, 10 hours goes by and then you're just depressed Yeah, and then you're not putting that energy in your work. And this is such a valuable time right now as creatives to be able to put that time into your work and reflect and think about what the kind of content you want to put out when this is over with. Because yeah. it's going to be over with at some point. And when it is over with, everyone's going to want content. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to need creatives like us to be able to put that energy back out into the world and bring everybody back up. So use this time to really think about like what's your next move going to be. Right. Damn. Well said, my friend. Well said. 
I, pr- I appreciate your time. Um, anything else For you sure. want people to, I'm going to leave links to your um, social on the bottom, but what else do you want? Yeah. So the link to the Blink-182 campaign, I'm not sure when this video drops, but it's in my bio. It'll be up for the for the next. Cool. So the link to the, Bl- the Blink-182 campaign is in my bio right now. If you go to at Andrew underscore Sandler, you'll see it in my bio. Um, I think just do your best to stay up. And as creatives, reach out to other creatives. I think that's another thing that we didn't touch on. But like, we're all going through this together and like, let's bring each other up and let's, right. let's check in on each other, check in on your friends, check in on creatives, challenge each other to do stuff, right. call up your friend and watch masterclass at the same time. And then, and then talk afterwards about what was your favorite parts of it? Like, let's figure out new ways that we can really engage each other and challenge each other to use this time to, to the, you know, the best that we can right now. Well said, I have nothing else to <laughs> say. Fire as fuck. Cool. All right, cool, bro. Thank you. All right. Thanks dude. Thank you, Andrew Sandler, for coming on the show. We appreciate it every single time. Hope your throat gets better, bud. Um, Make sure to follow Andrew and all the guests, Cal and Josh, on all their social platforms. Links are going to be in the description, obviously. Support these people. These creators need your support, as we do. And you can do that on Patreon, patreon.com slash black cream. By donating, you help us keep these lights on and allow me to uh, record shit like this, which is cool, because I like doing this. I think it's helpful. We appreciate you guys. Make sure to check out the replay. I'm just going to turn off the music. I'm done doing this shit. I might. I don't even know if I'll do the music anymore in the next episode. To be determined. Let me know in the comments. Comment if I should keep doing the music in the intros because I think it's funny, but I'm also tired. So uh, love you all to death. Uh, watch the replay. Links in the bio. Um, and keep fucking creating. Quarantine or not.